One of them's got a face for radio, and the other is blind as a bat. You be the judge of which is which. It's TM5, sponsored by Hannah Strawn Realty. Dan Marino should rot in hell. Nobody knows anything about brain. America! Who wants some Arnie Palmies? Everybody love everybody! Jesus, what happened to your face? Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Do you not realize I have had diarrhea since Easter's? Wake up, West Georgia. It is time for your favorite morning podcast. It's the morning five. It's December 14th, 2023, and we are 11 days away from Christmas. Woohoo! 11. Got a little bit more Christmas shopping done yesterday. Nice, good, sweet. Just some of those times when you order those things and it says, you know, be here between 15th and the 22nd, you're like, okay. And then you get the one that says, between the 22nd and the 28th and you're like oh why you just gamble oh no yeah you just hold your breath cross your fingers hope it gets there guys today is national booyah bays day that's sort of what people describe this uh this podcast as is a nice booyah bays oh yeah yeah that's yeah a lot of people describe it nice booyah bays podcast okay you have no idea what bouillabaisse is, do you? It's a soup. Very good. Yeah, it's a it's a soup of sort of just like everything you throw it in there. Seafood soup. Ugh. <laughs> not a uh, not a fan of seafood soup. Oh, imagine yeah. that. Yeah, it's. I know it's a, it's a it's a it's a French. I know it's a French dish. It's also. Roast chestnuts day. I've never had roast chestnuts. Have you? Uh, no. I know it's like a Christmas. It's like a Christmas theme. You know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I've never had chestnuts, roasted chestnuts. Where the hell do you even get those? Is that on the nut aisle at Publix? Like, where do you get chestnuts from? I would assume. Yeah. I would assume so. You think Publix yeah. sells chestnuts? Sure. Mate, if they have, I've never seen them. Next time I go to the grocery store, I'm going to look for chestnuts. And if they have them, I'm going to get some because I've never had them. And I want to try them. I'm a big fan of nuts. I've never ran into a nut I didn't like. And then you got to um, roast them on an open fire. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'll have to build a bonfire. The back. how do you how do you think you could can you could you roast them in like the uh, the oven? You think or the air fryer? Or do you think you have to use an open fire? Ooh, air fryer might work. Yeah, do a little air fryer. Yeah, I'll, I'll look next time I go to Publix. I'm going to look and see if they have chestnuts. I've never seen them. I've never had them. I've always I've always just heard uh, songs about them. Bryce, unfortunately, we have to talk about the Hawks. This team sucks, man. I'm dude, I'm terrible. sick and tired of watching this team. <laughs> I am, dude. We're I am. Even, we're not even to the middle of December yet. This team sucks, and we're like, oh my god, this is terrible. It's yeah, <laughs> they're they're awful, man. They're miserable to watch. Especially especially without Jalen Johnson. Like, no Jalen Johnson last night, no A.J. Griffin. This team just sucks. And they're not even fun to watch anymore. They, they just, they're, the defense. I was promised that an offseason with Quinn Schneider that this team's defense would get better. It hasn't. And, in fact, it might have gotten worse. Like, this team's defense is horrendous this year. It is awful. Hawks fall to the Raptors, 135-128 to 128 last night. Trey had 35-17. and 17. Um, DeJounte Murray added 20 as well. Capella had 17 and 10. That's a big day for Capella. Yeah, that's nice. Is big. Yeah, it's fantastic. We can't play defense. It doesn't matter. Uh, Bogey had 20 points off the bench. 
134 offensive rating for the Raptors. Jesus. He shot 18 of 34 from three. You realize how crazy that is? Yeah. That's over 50%. That's it's cra- it's crazy, too, for the Raptors. Like, the Raptors are not a good three-point shooting team. And the fact that they made 18 of 34, the defense just sucks. Now, I, I say the defense sucks. A lot of the Raptors' shots were contested threes. It wasn't like every single three they took was wide open. But the fact that each team in the NBA seems to have a career night from the three-point line every time they play us, it's a little telling. Yeah. Well, maybe our down-low defense has gotten better. And our perimeter defense just sucks. The paint, the paint defense is about the same. Clint, Clint is not playing as good a perimeter defense this year as he was last year. Clint's sort of getting tossed around in the paint this year. Oddly, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what happened over the offseason, but he's not as dominant inside the paint defensively this year as he was last year. He's still not, he's not bad, but he's definitely not like a a, a force that you can't go in there and move. Um, we just, I, dude, without AJ Griffin and Jalen Johnson. Uh, this team sucks. Um, it, it, it's just, yeah. it, 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 they just do. Uh, 126 offensive rating last night. You can't Early win. The you can't win. You can't win if you're a Hawks team. Uh, you know, 126 offensive rating. It's not going to cut it with this year's defense. It's just not. Like, you're going to have to come in every single night and have close to, close to, if not more than a 130 offensive rating every single night. Um, I, I I don't know, man. This team this team is just frustrating to watch. Like, we were up at points in this game. We just couldn't sustain a lead. We couldn't play defense for longer than about five or six minutes at a time. It, I don't know, dude. It is it's it's frustrating. I, I was told this team was going to be better. We're nine and fourteen right now, and and I mean, they just got to be honest. This roster construction. I I I don't know if it's going to change drastically when Jalen Johnson and AJ Griffin are back. But the the roster construction right now is it's pretty crappy. It's pretty terrible. The Hawks have now given up 130 plus points in five games and 120 points in 13 games out of 23 this season. You want to talk about crappy defense? Yeah. That's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the Hawks are also speaking of Jalen Johnson uh, minus 46 since Jalen Johnson's injury in the second quarter of the Washington game. On November twenty fifth, we're halfway through December. Jeez, they are one and seven without him in the lineup. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean it. It is. It's. Yeah, it's not surprising. It's certainly not surprising. I can tell you that. Um, yeah. It's fr- dude. I'm telling you, this team is frustrating to watch. Like last year, last year we were talking about, and even before this year started, I really thought this was going to be a playoff team, and now I'm not even sure if we're going to make it into the play in. It, it, this team is not good, and I, I think questions need to be asked. What what do we do at the trade deadline? Are we going to be buyers? Or gonna be, are we going to be sellers? The Dejounte Murray trade right now looks pretty terrible, and, and I understand why Travis Schlink didn't want to do it now, um, because that th- this trade does not look like a trade you should have made. It, it, Dejounte Murray does not look like a guy that we should have shipped multiple first round picks off to get. Him and Trey cannot coexist on the court. Like they're just, they're two ball dominant guards that can't operate off the ball, and it still hasn't worked even with a year of Quinn Schneider's off season. And I don't know. It's just, 
It's frustrating to watch this team and know that, what was it, two years ago, three years ago, we were in the Eastern Conference Finals, and like we thought that was the start of something magical. And right now, it doesn't look like the start of something magical. It looks like a blip on the radar. Yeah. Hawks will face the Raptors again on Friday. Awesome. That'll be fun. Phenomenal. That'll be great. All right, let's get to some more all-region teams. Stupid team. Uh, starting off uh, with... The- <laughs> Let's so we can get Bryce out of his funk because he is not happy this morning. Just pisses me um, off every time I watch this team. Uh, starting with Region Seven Four A, this is Central's Region Offensive Player of the Year, Jonas Walton. He's a sophomore, folks. Central gets him for another two years. Yep. Uh, coach and of the uh, year, and then, he's, and then he's going to stay in state, from what I've heard. Do what? And then he's going to stay in state, from what I've heard. Oh, out, there you go. Out. Coach of the year is Umbre Brown. No surprise there. Uh, when you take your team and you go undefeated in, in that region, yeah, you deserved that coach of the year. Uh, first team offense, Marshawn Horton at wideout, Jonah Wilson at tight end, Eli Somerville at offensive line, and Orte- Jose Ortega for the place ticker. Uh, first team defense, Eric Moore at defensive line, Ty Brewer at inside linebacker, Aiden Relford at outside linebacker, and Zylee Person at defensive back. Bryce, something that I completely disagree with this list on. Nate the Hammer Horsley is not a first teamer. Yeah, Nate's not a first teamer, and there's a guy. There's a guy in honorable mentions uh, that the fact you couldn't find a place for him on first team or second team, uh, it's sort of mind blowing. Yeah, that's that's BS. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah, it is. Uh, second team offense: Cam Cam Bolton at, at running back, Zaylee Person at wide receiver, Ben Smith at offensive line. Uh, on second team defense: Campus Bailey, defensive lineman. In side linebacker, Nate Horsley, Carlos Williams on outside linebacker, and Andrew Sheffield at DB. In honorable mention, there are quite a few. Quarterback J.R. Harris, running back Zyland Person, uh, wide receiver Avery Tanner, tight end Josh Johnson, out uh, excuse me, offensive lineman Tay Crowder and Spencer Barr, defensive lineman Cade Moorhead, inside linebacker Will Morris, and then DBs Manny Palmer and Jalen White. And that is all the all region teams for seven four A. Bryce, what you got with six A? Only a couple. 3A? I was looking at the classifications. Not a ton of seniors in that list for Central. No, Central's got a lot coming back. A lot of talent coming back too, man. Only, it's gonna only be like five or six seniors really there. It's gonna be nuts. Uh, let's get over to Bremen's Region Iron Man Award running back linebacker Par Folsom. I always said he should change his name to like uh, Eagle for Folsom or or uh, or, or uh, Birdie Folsom. Because he's not he's not par for the course. That kid is uh, under par. He's a he's a phenomenal player. I loved watching him play when I got the chance this year. Uh, uh, first team, all offense, running back Trent McPherson, wide receiver Justin Faulkner, fullback Jonah Hatchett, offensive lineman Evan Brown, and Andrew Muldoon. First team, all defense, Cam O'Neill for defensive line, Brody Burrow for linebacker, and Dylan Huey for DB. Second team, all offense, Carson Kimball at quarterback, Caleb Booker for running back. Uh, Owen, I think this guy should change his last name to Millions. I mean, how, how how do you have this last name and not pronounce it Millions? Like, you know, I'm a million-dollar man. Uh, a wide receiver, place kicker, Carter Allen. Second team, all defense, Aiden Haney at DB and Thomas Mann at long snapper. Honorable mention, 
Shepard Hodge at offensive line, Casey Christian at offensive line, Cole Prude at linebacker, Naden Price at DB. Here's the, fun, here's the messed up part about this. I think Carter Allen was the kid that uh, broke his leg, the kicker that broke his leg, and he still got second team all. <laughs> yeah, the kid kicked a 40-something yard field goal. Yeah, 49-year-old field goal. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you do that in high school, you automatically win kicker of the year. <laughs> uh, in Region 7, single-A Division 2, this is Bowden and Mount Zion's region. Offensive player of the year, Kyler McGrin. No surprise there. Defensive player of the year, Dylan McGrin. Also no surprise there. All-region all, all offense, Jordan Beasley running back. Wide receivers, Caden Prothrow and Carlos, Carlos Randall at Mount Zion. Tight ends, Nathan Buchanan from Mount Zion. Offensive line, Jackson Edwards and Jalen Simons from Bowden, and then Avery Leopard from Mount Zion. On defense, Jamichael Jones on DB, Kentress Lay at DB, Kavion Platt at DB, Jerry Terrell at DB, linebacker Mason Daniel, Chris Wyatt, and Jaden Ackey, Bowden, Bowden, and Mount Zion there, and then Zentavianville Saints, or excuse me, Velsant. Uh, at Bowden and then Cantrez lay at uh, for defensive line as well. And that is your all region offense and defense. They only did one. Yes. First team. Yep. Yep. No second team. Okay. Yep. And we will have, uh, we will have uh, region four, a division one tomorrow and region seven to a uh, tomorrow as well on the all region honors. Good deal. Let's get off to the NFL power rankings. We normally do these on Tuesday, but Tuesday didn't work out for you and I. Uh, no, we, we were, were too busy on Tuesday. We a little bit tired. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit tired. Yeah. Yeah. We were too busy on Tuesday catching up on the sleep from the, uh, from the Bowden Manchester, uh, state championship game. Like I said, man, I, I got home. I couldn't sleep. And I rewatched that Bowden Manchester game, uh, Monday night. And I didn't, I didn't get to bed till like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Miss Tia Beasley was up as well. Like to, to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went about I went to bed at like two o'clock, and I was like, I'm not waking up to do this thing. I was like, I, I couldn't sleep last night. I was so jacked up. All right, give me your top five. All right, top five. Number one, I got the 49ers. I think they prove week in and week out that they are the best team. Uh, they've absolutely waffle stomped the Cowboys, who are one of the better teams in the NFL. The Jaguars, the Eagles. Close game against the Seahawks, but they do come away with the win. Uh, it's going to be interesting next week. They have a cakewalk this week versus the Cardinals, but next week they face off against the number two team that I have on this list. I have the Ravens at number two. Uh, big tell next week when the Baltimore Ravens welcome in the San Francisco 49ers. And in fact, the Ravens actually host two of my top five uh, in the last four games of the season. They welcome in the Jaguars next week, who are just outside of my top five. Then the, the 49ers next week, who are the number one team, and then the Dolphins the week after that. Um, so kind of a murderer's row for the Ravens uh, here coming up as they're the number two team. Number three, I have the Cowboys. The Cowboys looked phenomenal uh, after the Eagles game, beating them 33-13. to Once again, the Cowboys don't have an easy road to finish off the season either. They are at the Bills this weekend, and they are at the Dolphins, home versus the Lions. So uh, a hard three-game stretch to end the season off before uh, you get a win against the Commanders. Cowboys are my number three team. At number four, I have the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins get a cakewalk this week. They're home versus the Jets, and then they're uh, home versus the Cowboys at the Ravens, 
and home versus the Bills. So the Dolphins' season-ending schedule is pretty hard as well. And then wrapping up, number five, I have the Detroit Lions right now leading the NFC North. I'm not sure what this team is uh, from week to week, but when they're at their peak, they are one of the top five teams in the NFL. They are home versus the Broncos, at the Vikings, at the Cowboys, and then home versus the Vikings to finish the season off. They're going to finish at least two and two, maybe three and one in that stretch. So I've got the 49ers, Ravens, Cowboys, Dolphins, and Lions. Give me the 49ers up top. I just feel really confident with that defense, the way it's been playing. I like what Brock Purdy and C- Run CMC has been doing. Um, and man, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a, a, a CNC run this weekend that um, Brandon Ayuk was blocking downfield. Yeah, like 50, and, 60 yards downfield. Yes, and he did. It was fantastic. Um, when you're having NFL players do that, that's that's huge. Um, so give me the 49ers at one. I've got the Cowboys at two. Um, I know you're. I, I don't know if it's just the fan in you that doesn't want to put them up that high, but yeah, they're, they're good. Yeah. They're, they're really good. Their defense has been stellar. Their offense. Dak has been a, a MVP candidate. Um, he's got a good shot at winning it too. He, he does. Um, he's the favorite right now. Um, the only reason, the only reason, the only uh, reason I didn't have them at two is I'm just a little concerned about the running game. Uh, Tony Pollard hasn't been as explosive this year as I think everybody thought he was going to be. Rico Dowdle's been a nice backup, but I, I'm just a little concerned that if we get into a game that we need to run the ball, that I Tony Pollard hasn't done it all year. We haven't really needed him to do it a bunch this year, but that the run game is the only thing that concerns me just a bit with Dallas. Give me the Ravens at three. Um, Lamar continues to be an MVP candidate. That defense continues to be absolutely legit. Um, they're I think allowing it's it's less than three touchdowns a game and it's they're really good they're really really good this defense um, at four I've got the Eagles <sighs> even though they've gone through a, a little bit of a tough stretch here and lost like two of their last three um, I, I really still think that the Eagles are a top five team they're just they're good too and then Number five for me is a little bit of a surprise. Give me the bill. Give me the bill. The bills are starting to be scary. Good again. Um, They're finding ways to win on, on Sundays. They're not blowing people out, but they're beating people and they're starting to get healthy. They're starting to make things happen. It's the bills at five. I don't even think the bills are going to make the playoffs. They may not, but you know what? Right now this week, I've got them in my top five. So that's 49ers, Cowboys, Ravens, Eagles, and Bills. Sorry, I was looking over the schedule. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm just looking. I, the Eagles, yeah, I like the, I, the Eagles are a good team. There's something wrong with that offense, though. I don't know what's going on, but there's something. They're not moving the ball. They're, they're, not, they're not moving the ball through the air like they were early on in the season. I think they need to probably adopt some of the Dolphins offense where they get the ball out of the hands of Jalen Hurts really quickly. Everything takes too long to develop and Jalen Hurts is getting destroyed. Um I, I don't even I don't even know if I'd have the Bills in my top ten. Uh they they are Josh Allen is a is a shadow of his old self. Uh he plays every game like it's a Super Bowl. And he thinks every single throw that he makes is the last throw in the fourth quarter of a game that they're down by six in. 
Um, he is he is not making uh, good decisions. But I, you know, we saw what the Dolphins did this weekend. The Dolphins had a big lead in the fourth quarter and they blew it. So, I, you know, anything's possible in that that division. I guess they're only two games back of the Dolphins and. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the fact that the Dolphins found a way to win, to lose that game is is pretty astonishing. Uh, the Marine South scoreboard from last night we got nothing, but on the Smiths four coverings games and events calendar for tonight we have a bunch of stuff going on. The SMI tournament here in West Georgia kicks off in oh. Temple and uh, and and Villarica uh, tonight. Billy will have uh, do what remember what the SMI Christmas tournament yeah. Uh, Billy will have all of the games uh, at Temple, and I will have all of the games at Villa Rica tonight on Hometown Sports Media. In girls basketball, Mount Zion at Cass, Heard versus Central, East Paulding versus Villa Rica, and Bowden versus Temple. The Mount Zion versus Cass and Bowden versus Temple will be on the uh, will be on the broadcast at Temple that Billy will have. I will have Heard County versus Central and East Paulding versus Villa Rica at Villa Rica. For boys basketball, Central plays her tonight. Cartersville versus Villarica, Mount Zion versus North Paulding, and Bowding versus Temple. Central versus her. Cartersville versus Villarica uh, will be on the um, one that I'm broadcasting at Villarica High School in Mount Zion versus North Paulding. Then Bowden versus Temple. Billy will have that one at Temple for the SMI tournament tonight. We will have every single game tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday on Hometown Sports Media. Tonight, I'll have Patrick Edson with me uh, for all four games. Nice. So I'm excited about that. Uh, tomorrow, you'll have uh, Taylor Jones with you um, at some point tomorrow. I'm not sure if he's going to be there right at four or what, but you'll have him at some point tomorrow. And then uh, on Saturday, um, looks like we may have Casey Bass sighting. Nice. In, uh, Temple. nice. Do, we have, do we have any uh, con- confirmation on uh, Tyler Wright? Are we going to get Coach Tyler Wright to come help us on Saturday? I haven't talked with him yet. Um, I'm, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that today. Nice. Yeah. All right. Bryce, uh, you need another cup of coffee? Yes, sir. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Century 21 Novus. The NBA suspends Draymond Green indefinitely, cites repeated history. Well, no ish. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Silver. No saw ish. That, saw that one coming a mile away. Like, of course. Yep. This, this guy continues to do what he's... he's always been i wouldn't say a dirty player but he's always been a very he's he's been a dirty player he kicked the dude in the nuts dude let's let's be honest he kicked the dude in the nuts (laughs) what does that do for uh for the uh geez and i just lost my mind (laughs) what does that do for the warriors uh not much if anything uh the warriors are not a good team this year the warriors are not even in the play-in tournament right now they're below 500 they're about where the where the falcon or the falcons they're about where the hawks are um they're not a very good team this year that that dynasty is is, is over uh it it I mean it hurts them obviously but it's not it's not like this warriors team is battling for a top four seed in the west Shohei Otani can opt out of this $700 million contract if Walter and Freeman are out and in Los Angeles and they are front office people in, in um, Los Angeles. Yeah. So, so if a couple of people opt are out, Shohei can say, huh, I'm out too, guys. See ya. Yeah. Mark Walter uh, is the, uh, is the president of baseball operations and Andrew Friedman, 
Uh, he also helps out in the front office. So, uh, or excuse me, Walter's the owner, um, and Friedman's the uh, uh, president of baseball operations. Baseball. So, yeah, if they leave, if the people that signed Otani leave, then then he can opt out. I don't, I don't know if there's any like number of years like you have to be here for like two or three years or whatever uh, before you can opt out. But yeah, if if either one of those guys leave, then Otani does have the uh, the option to opt out of his monstrosity of a deal. It just blows me away that for the first 10 years, he's going to get paid $2 million a year. And then the next 10 years, he's going to get paid $68 million. Yeah, I don't. $68 million. I mean, he's the new Bobby Bonilla. Like, he's going to get paid through, like, what, 2040-something, I think, is, is what it is, is the way they're going to break out his contract. It's going to be it's going to be pretty crazy the way they defer it and the way they set it up and everything. Um, but I mean, it allows them a little roster flexibility for the next 10 years. So I guess that's good. Nowhere, nowhere near Bobby Bonilla, because we're talking, there's a difference between, um, like this is Bobby Bonilla retired in 2003. I want to say somewhere around there, Bryce. I don't know. Um, and he's still getting paid a million dollars a year. Um, and it's 2023. Yeah, but you think about uh, that, like that was actually smart on the Mets, uh, the Mets part. Like if you paid if you paid him up front that whatever they owed him in twenty in two thousand three, twenty years ago, a million dollars was a lot much or was much, much more back then than it was now. Like the you know, a million dollars now, that's chump change. That's nothing. Um you know, it's it's crazy yeah, that he's still getting paid for, for being a retired player, but uh it's a million dollars now is a lot less than a million dollar was back then. That makes sense. That's what baffles me about the Otani thing because you're going, you get the smaller amount right now, and then sixty-eight million down the line, sixty-eight million dollars for the next or for ten years after his ten-year contract is over. That's just unreal. I just can't believe he signed almost a billion-dollar contract. Like that is, oh. that is mind-blowing. That is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, that news came down when I was in Mount Zion, um, and. I looked at Wade Trailer and, and he and I were like, oh my God. That is nuts. <laughs> uh, Giannis dropped 64 and a scuffle ensues with the Pacers after Bucks win. Yeah, so Giannis dropped 64. He beat a franchise record uh, for, for points in the game and Giannis was going to get the game ball um, and the Pacers already had it because a young man on the Pacers team scored his first NBA points in the same game. Uh, there was a there was a scuffle on the court. Then there was a scuffle back in the hall, uh, little hallway that goes into the locker rooms. Uh, the um, the I think it was the I don't remember if it was the owner or the GM for the Pacers I had to go to the hospital because he got elbowed in the in like the kidney or something. Um, hell, yeah. Several several Bucks players got into the scuffle. I don't think there's going to be anything that comes from it. There weren't any there weren't any punches thrown or anything. Um, kind of an unfortunate situation. They have two game balls, so one of them should have gone to uh, to uh, Giannis, and one of them should have gone. Oh, crap! I forget the I forget the kid's name that scored last night, but he scored his first ever NBA points. Um, so two game balls, like th- I, th- this, should have not been an issue. Like there's two game balls, give one to Giannis and one to the young man who scored his first points of the game. There shouldn't have been any. You, you don't need a scuffle for this, but I, I understand Giannis being a little upset about this. The kid scored 64 points. He broke a franchise record. He wanted a game ball from it. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, a work in progress is what uh, the NFL's Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent say as they address officiating complaints. Well, yeah, you have to have 
this has to be a work in progress because dear lord the officiating this year has been probably worse than it's ever been that i can remember in the nfl history and we're talking i remember just a few years ago bryce that they had like your replacement refs remember that yeah and that was terrible yeah. that that refereeing was was atrocious uh this is this is the worst refereeing in the league i've seen since then and you know it springs from these referees not being full-time employees and i just don't i don't understand that i don't understand why we don't give these referees full-time employment it's not like the nfl doesn't have the money like make them full-time yeah, employees yeah like they i mean yeah I mean, most of these most of these referees in the off season are are doc or not doctors, but like lawyers and I don't know, hell, assistants. I don't know what they do, but they're not full time referees. Like, pay these guys full time money. That way, in the off season, you know, work games, work out a deal with the with the XFL and the USFL and the AAFL and whatever goofy spring football leagues are going to pop up to have these guys go work games in the spring. It doesn't have, they don't have to go there and work a full slate, but just not to get rusty over the off season. And then over the summer, have them working, uh, you know, I think they're going to try to get a, in, in NFL Europe back up again in some form or fashion, have them go work over there, have them study tape, you know, have this as a full-time job where they come in and they get better every single day in the off season. I just don't understand why the NFL hasn't done this before. They have the money. Like get this going, man! Like it, it's 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 it's. I don't want to say it's ruining football, but it's making it a lot less fun to watch, and it's making a lot of people suspect that the NFL is crooked and people are betting on it because of some of the flags that the NFL referees are throwing. Well, we're talking about what it's seven officials, eight officials if you include the replay official, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know how many like spare officials they have on the sideline if one pulls his hammy okay so let's just let's just say round number of 10 yeah i like it just for SNGs, right right so if you've got you've got 32 teams so let's just say 16 so we're talking 160 officials on game day what are, are we talking let's just say pay them a mil a year because i'm sure it's it's less they're getting paid less than that right now Oh, right. I would I would think so. Um, currently, the NFL has 121 uh, officials. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, each game averages a, yada yada yada. I was trying to find the the exact number, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, a mill set aside 250 million dollars to pay these guys. Yeah, uh, and that's not that's that a chump change. It's. It's nothing in the in the bucket of the NFL. It's nothing. No. no. Um, right now, right now, uh, experts put the average NFL ref salary at two hundred and five thousand dollars per year, which isn't chump change either. No, Let's be but real. W- when you when you think about how important working a referee working seventeen days a year, yeah. 18 years well here. no they're, they're working every single day of the every single day of the football they, they don't just they don't just come out there on sunday and work they they work during football season they work every single day on football stuff they, they might not work you know eight hours on football stuff i'm more concerned about the off season like that's when these referees should be getting better uh but you know uh, you give you give these guys bump them up bump them up 50 percent bump them all up to five hundred thousand dollars a year and you know it's just it seems like it seems like something that would be a cheap fix for the NFL that would make it better 
and I don't know why they're not doing it. Bottom line. Bottom line. All right. Today in 2021, two years ago, Steph Curry makes his 2,974 three-point shot to pass Ray Allen as the NBA's greatest career three-point shooter during the Golden State Warriors' 105-96 to win over the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, he's and pretty he's good. Still going. He's pretty good. Yeah. 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 He's he's really good. All time greatest three point shooter in NBA history. He's he, and there's not a he doesn't have a range. No, he That's doesn't. So <laughs> no. Him. No. It, it, inside the half court, he's got a green light. And he's a hell of a good golfer, too. Yeah, he is. Anything else for us, buddy? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Thursday. Don't forget, uh, tonight, starting at 4 p.m., or excuse me, this afternoon, starting at 4 p.m., Bryce and I will be going live. Uh, I will be going live. I think we're going to change the stations. We are. Um, we are. It'll be uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be SMI Christmas Tournament at Temple and the SMI Christmas Tournament at Villarica. So you won't be listening to your teams on the, uh, the Wildcat Network, the Lions Network, uh, the Tigers Network. You won't be listening to like that normally that you did it on football and like you will the rest of the year, mainly for basketball and baseball. Uh, it will be the SMI tournament at Villarica and SMI tournament at Temple. So whichever uh, location your team is playing in, that's the one you're going to want to tune into to listen. Yep. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for us here for the morning five <laughs> for Thursday, December 14th. We are 11 days away. Bryce and I will be back tomorrow on Friday. Till then, I'll talk to you next day. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.